up, all you people in the Derbyverse? We are rolling right along with part two of Stuff I Wish I Knew as a New Skater About Gear. How do you shop for gear? How do you know what gear is good? I mean, if you just talk to your teammates, you might find out just what they like. So I'm trying to give you a perspective that is broad based on the fact that I over-research everything because I'm super picky. May my pickiness help you in your skater journey to be super awesome at the Derby. So I should probably tell you that this is Jackie Bauer from Power Through the Fourth Whistle, and we are doing Derby Thoughts today. And that this uh, was a suggestion from Coach Dan, this idea of, hey, everyone asks you about gear. Why don't you flip and talk about gear? Well, because I don't think I'm an expert, but everybody talks to you about gear. Okay, okay, okay. I'll talk about gear. Is it like really obvious? Like, <laughs> like I'm clearly not sponsored. I'm not getting any money for any products I recommend. However, if you'd like to give me some, we can talk later. But I am like, you know, this is just my experience talking to people. I've tried a lot of stuff. I annoy everybody at booths, at champs and roller con asking so many questions to get the best possible products for Derby because I care. I care a lot. And before I get into the meat of today's podcast, I have been forgetting. I need to remind you, please, please, please rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. I super need ratings and reviews, you guys. Have you seen how few Derby podcasts are out there and how there have been so many who just go on for a little while and then die quietly somewhere? I mean, there's been good ones like Flat Mat Radio. If you want to go back to that one and listen to some interviews from some really good skaters about their fitness and their health and their diet and how they prepare for things mentally, that was a good podcast. I used to like Derby Deeds. That was a fun like play-by-play of playoffs and champs and all that. And that's why I have incorporated that into my podcast because they're not around anymore. There's nobody talking about this stuff on a podcast. And I really like to keep up with current events. It's I'm trying to make this it, it, I'm I'm basically the customer here. This is the type of podcast I'd like to listen to, and I'm hoping that there's more people like me out there in the world who want to keep up on Derby current events, who want to just get some advice about mental training, fitness, whatever that can inspire them to do better in this sport. I just want to be inspired, and I want to inspire others if I can, and because this is it's a tough sport we play. It's really tough. And it's easy to fall out of it. It's easy to get discouraged, to leave, to find any excuse not to be here because you've got family, you've got a job, you've got anything else you could be doing in this world that doesn't, you know, hurt you (laughs) sometimes. But we do this because we love it. We do this for that, like, that pump up feeling when you, you come back from being behind on that scoreboard for that apex jump, for that critical block at the front of the pack, all these little things. That's why we're here. (laughs) You can't get that anywhere else. I definitely can't get that window shopping. So that's why I go to practice in the off season. Um, 
And all, speaking of shopping, <laughs> I didn't even plan this segue. This is really, really organic. I don't know if you guys know this. I actually do have a shop on Power Through the Fourth Whistle. If you go to the Facebook page and click on the shop button, there will be a link to each of our designs. There's all these t-shirt designs. You can also get the designs on mugs or leggings and hats, a lot of them. They're all designs that are unique to us, and you can get them printed at Sunfrog on basically anything you want. It can be a sweatshirt, a tank top, a lot of different colors. I tried to pick all the ones that I thought were, you know, the most nicest. That's not a word. But I thought, I, I love these designs. I get asked about them all the time, and I tell people where the shop is, but it's really hard as just one person to be like, hey, you want to go look at my store? But... I really love my shirts. My favorite one is my Apex Predator shirt, and it has a cute little T-Rex wearing um, a Jammer Star and roller skates, and he's so cute because I love jumping the Apex. It's like my favorite. Um, I've also got a Pivot Blocker Jammer shirt, a PBJ, and it's a happy little cartoon sandwich. It's so cute. You just want to hug it and eat it and hug it again. I don't know. So there's lots of cool stuff. There's cute stuff. There's motivational stuff. Um... I hope you check it out. I'm going to be done with my shameless plug now because I want to get on to part two of stuff I wish I freaking knew and have researched since then in all my years of Derby because I've been doing this a long time. I started in 2010. I have had opportunities to make a lot of bad shopping choices and better shopping choices. I get better every year. So one of the first things I say switch after you've gotten all your basics done the stuff you need to look at is what's going on with them toe stops, huh? <laughs> After a skater has been skating for a few months and I see they're still having problems with their toe stops, I start to take a look. And I, what I usually find is I might find really small toe stops, really worn down toe stops, or weirdly shaped toe stops that twist when they're trying to use them. And then they're at a funky angle. So their toe stop work isn't working. So it's making them look like a worse skater than they are. Because, you know, those beginning stages, everybody looks new. But after you've been doing it for a bit, that's when I start looking at your gear. And I try to find out if your gear is the thing that's actually holding you back from greatness. So, toe stops. I think um, the best starter toe stops are the gumball toe stops. They're fine. They're absolutely fine. They're like pencil erasers. So, they've got some nice bounce, um, some nice material. They're very good at stopping. They're nice and grippy. The downside is they will wear down the fastest. So you will probably have to replace them every year. It's not bad. They're only 20 bucks, but how often do you want to replace those toe stops? If they're your favorite toe stop in the world and you've never had anything better, keep going with it. No reason not to, but I would like to suggest a couple other options um, I got to try out the bionic super stoppers because those came on my pilot Falcon plates when I got those skates a few years ago. And what I found about those is they're, I mean, first off they're 18 bucks. They're a little bit cheaper. They do not wear down as fast. They have a little bit of a lip on them instead of being uh flat they're They have an angle. So as they wear down, they become flat. So you actually get like um, a little cushion, like a buffer period before they start to wear down to the level others start at. You get extra time with these toe stops. And uh, unlike gumballs, they've got a little bit more of uh, those little dimple things in them to give you a little bit more grip. 
Um, they're not pencil erasers. They just don't wear down as fast. I think that they're fine with the bounciness. Like they're just a good, decent toe stop. They're, they're super decent. The best toe stops I've ever had were the roll line, super professional toe stops. I like to get them in coral. I mean, it looks red, but I just really like the color coral. They're $34. They're more money, but they were so bouncy. (laughs) I really love the bounciness. They also are made of a really great durable material. I don't feel like they wore down like forever. They, they were so good. Um, I'm really considering next time I need toe stops going back to those, even though they're more money because I really did enjoy my time with those. I've mostly just been replacing the bionic super stoppers because they're cheap and it's hard to say like, Oh, I paid almost double the price, but maybe someday I can treat myself or somebody can buy me a nice present. We'll see. Um, I have tried the Moda monster stoppers and I like them. Um, they're big, but the downside is sometimes they move cause they're, um, they're not a round shape. They're a little bit more of a, a half moon shape. Uh, you have to tighten them down really hard to stop from moving. And it's actually very difficult to do. So, um, get somebody super strong to help you as well. I, I, I mean, I, I, I like to think I'm strong, but I, I needed an assist. Um, I would advise you to stay away from any huge size toe stops, any super monster things. And, but you know what? Just weigh the pros and cons. Giant toe stops. What are they doing for you? Well, they're giving you more grip. They're taking up more space. You're going to stop really well and you're going to backwards block really well because they're big. They're going to be providing more resistance when a jammer is pushing on you. Okay. But here's the side effects. Your toe stop action, as far as agility, will suffer because of how big they are. There's there's basically a tipping point where the size becomes more of a problem than a help. I like my toe stops to be somewhere in the middle, like medium size. I don't want them to be tiny. I don't want them to be huge. I want them to be just just right. I want, I want my Goldilocks toe stops and I want to prance around on them to my heart's content with, um, these big ones. They weigh more. They're more likely to twist and get like, like nick your wheel and make you trip unexpectedly. Even when they say they're not going to do that, sometimes they do that. And they are more likely to like dink the ground when you're doing laps. So is it worth it? Cause that solid middle of the road toe stop, it's, it's great. <laughs> I, I say just be a better skater and take a medium-sized toe stop and rock it because I think that is the way to go. All right, next. A oh, huge topic. I'm going to try and keep this simple. Wheels. What the heck do you need for wheels? What do you actually, actually need for wheels? You do not need all the wheels that you own. You do not need all the wheels that exist. What you really need is just two to three sets of wheels and you're good. Um, I mean, really think about what are the surfaces you skate on the most? Is it a slippery polished concrete? Is it a grippy wood? Is it a sometimes grippy, sometimes not grippy sport court? You need wheels, like your, your primary set of wheels needs to go to the surface that you skate on the most. You need to make sure you have wheels for that. You need to make sure you have wheels for the space that you bowed in, if it's not the same place that you practice in. 
you should have wheels for outside and you should um, have wheels that are good for travel for surfaces you're not familiar with. Those are all your bases, right? And don't forget, you can always borrow wheels from people too, but you can't be a whole team of people borrowing wheels. Uh, you, at some point, you have to step up and be responsible for yourself. So what do you need? 88s. You should have one set that grips on a slippery floor. It's really pretty rare that a floor is more slippery than 88s. 88s will usually work on, I would say, 90% of slippery floors. Every once in a while, you'll get one that's, how is it this slippery? But if you're a good enough skater, you can skate through that. You can make it work. You'll be fine. Um, don't obsess. And it's not really necessary to have an 86 or 84 most of the time. It's That's a really rare situation. If you are desperate and paranoid, I guess you can spring the money on them. But most of the time, 88s are good enough. I think you need one set of 88s in your inventory because that will handle the slippery floor problem. Then you're going to need something for grippy floors. Something that's like between a 93 and a 97 um, for like a wood or a grippy sport court. You got to weigh how often you're skating on a surface like that. Um, if it's only once a year... Maybe that isn't super important, but I think it's good to have something on the higher end for that situation. Okay, so then you've got those two. You've got your low end and your high end um, numbers. What do you do if it's kind of in between and your one set is too grippy and your one set's too slippery and you're having trouble getting a Goldilocks thing? Well, it's good to become a good enough skater that you can accommodate for wheels that aren't quite fitting the floor. I would say that first and foremost, but this is where I like to have a medium set of wheels just for me. Um, something that's like a 91, 92. It's nice to have. You can mix wheels anytime you want. And before I bought my medium set of wheels, I was mixing 88s and 94s. That's a pretty big gap, <laughs> but I was doing it temporarily until I finally felt like I could spring for my 91s, which I really like. Um, as far as brands of wheels, I used to, I was a really big fan of the Adam Boom wheels uh, when they came out. They were really nice hybrid. Um, I felt like I had two sets of wheels that did everything. The pinks are grip like an 88, roll like a 93. The orange ones were grip like a 93, roll like a 97. Um, these were the only wheels I needed. I could take them everywhere and be good with two sets of wheels. This was a beautiful time in my life. Eventually wheels do wear down. Um, wheels don't always last forever. I'm not sure quite what the lifespan is on wheels. I've never tried regrading them or anything like that, but what usually happens is somebody borrows some and it becomes their wheels and Anyway, let's just say that the pink wheels went to a new skater who's a friend of mine, and I eventually gifted them to her. And um, so now I still have those orange booms. They're a lot more worn down now, and I use them for, you know, more extreme situations because they're the highest ones I have. I won a set of 94 Presto orange wheels, which I love. I really love that Presto noise. I miss that because... Uh, they don't make them really – well, I think maybe they make them, but they've really embraced the Radar Halo brand instead. So the Radar Prestos aren't so much a thing, the noisy wheels. But, man, it was fun to nail your stops and just go eh, every time you stop. I really like doing that. Um, 
after I lost my, I mean, gave my pink wheels away, I got, I tried the radar halos for 88s because you always need a set of 88s and I loved them. So when I decided to go ahead and get a middle of the road wheel, I went with the 91 halos and I love those too. Um, those are really great wheels. I'm not saying other ones aren't great, but I do find a lot of Adam wheels, including the booms, chunked up. Uh, they were, they're chunky wheels. Chunks come out of them more often than other brands. And um, I've mostly just tried those two brands. I had, I think I had some Sure Grips once upon a time. They didn't really go anywhere. Um, but yeah, um, and a set of outdoor wheels. These can be pretty much anything. But I do like the Radar Donut wheels because they're adorable. <laughs> I loved the commercial and I, I immediately went and got some because I needed some outdoor wheels. And I think it's good to practice skating outside. It's it's just nice. Fresh air is good for you. If you have a place you can skate outdoors, you should have a set of outdoor wheels. If not, you can borrow them for the rare times that you do if, if you're not doing this very often. Hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates, like our Apex Predator T-Rex, or jam a llama to messages like Roller Derby Strong and My Mom Plays Roller Derby, there's really something for everybody. Visit powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support, and back to our show. Number three on today's list of things, bearings. How do you pick some bearings? There's lots of bearings out there. It's not as hard as it looks. Um, every time I've gone to buy new bearings, I've kind of put a bunch of feelers out into the universe. I've asked people on Facebook. I've asked people in person, like, what are the best bearings? What bearings are out there? Like, what's really important? And what I have found is that people who have ceramics do love them but don't know if they're really worth the price. Some they're like, oh, it's, it's like a dream, but I'm not sure it's that much better than regular ones. So you can, you know, if someone wants to buy them for you, then great. But otherwise maybe don't go out and spend your money on it. I don't know. Um, what I've found is that any type of bearings between like 25 and $35 is fine. And Bones Reds bearings are pretty good. And the most important thing about bearings is actually number four, cleaning your bearings, having bearing cleaning supplies. Every derby skater should be cleaning your bearings. Come on, like you don't wanna be buying new ones all the time. You don't want noisy bearings. You don't want dirty bearings because it, it is actually affecting your skating whether you know it or not. You should be cleaning them regularly. During the season, I try to, I make a thing of it. Um, before each game, I'll clean my bearings. So that means, you know, usually around once a month, I'm cleaning my bearings. And I think that that's pretty darn good. Um, in the off season, I go further between cleaning bearings because I'm not skating as much. I'm skating probably about half as much as I was. So it's more like every two months. Um, the things you need to clean bearings, um, simply 
get some acetone. You can find this at like a beauty supply store. Um, you know, that's pretty easy. Uh, the bones bearing, bearing cleaner, that little thing, it, you can find it on Amazon or in any of the online skate shops. It's a little, it's like a little jar. And when you open it up on the inside, there's like a thing sticking out and you put the bearings on it and then you put the acetone in and you screw the top back on and then you shake it all about and you sing happy birthday and then you take it out and you spread them out in front of you and um, you can use that canned air to dry them off quicker and then a drop or two of that bone speed cream. Like all these, these supplies are all very cheap. There's like no reason not to be cleaning your bearings. And uh, after that, you you stick the covers back on. And to take the covers off your bearings in the first place, having a push pin around is a good thing. I lost my push pin, so I've been using like a sewing pin. Not as easy. <laughs> push pin's way better for leverage. <laughs> I wish I still had it. It's just a simple thing to lose. And the last two things on my list, things that skaters need, are your basic utility tool that thing that has the different si sides on it so that you can take off um, the um, the nuts on your skates and take off their wheels and adjust things. Like it adjusts a bunch of things on your skate. Anytime you want to change wheels, you need one of those tools. You don't want to be the person who is asking everyone else if they have a skate tool. Have your own darn skate tool. It's not that hard. Also, um, a bearing press. It's true. You can get away with just having a couple of these for the team, but you also have to wait your turn then. Um, if you want to switch your bearings into different wheels, having your own bearing press can really save a lot of time and make you feel like a grown up that doesn't always have to mooch off of other people. So um, that brings me to the end of part two. That's it. Uh, so for review, rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Please let people know in the roller derby world that there's a roller derby podcast that gives gives a darn, you know, and, and cares about the derbs and everybody. And um, if you want some cutesy derby clothes or powerful derby clothes or whatever, uh, go to the shop tab on my Facebook page and check out the cool stuff we have there. If you're having trouble with the links at all, just send me a message. I'll help you find it. I'm cool like that. And I'm not, I'm busy, but I'm not that busy. I, I'll help out a friend. So thank you for listening to my podcast. I will be back with part three very shortly. And until then, we have been talking about Derby and sharing Derby thoughts. Pew, pew.